We are at war. Scripture teaches that there are two supernatural kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Too many Christians have accepted the lie that the world is getting worse by the minute and all we can do is hold on to what we've got until Christ returns. Such a worldview paralyzes the church when weapons of might, weapons of dynamite, have been provided for us. In my book, The Two Kingdoms, Understanding Your Role in Spiritual Warfare, you will see the amazing power that Scripture declares is available to you. The Two Kingdoms, Understanding Your Role in Spiritual Warfare, provides rich and uplifting teaching that will galvanize you as you step into what God has called you to do. Available on Amazon, or for more information, check out emilytomco.com. Welcome for all those who love his appearing. I'm your host, Emily Tomko, and today's episode is called When Heaven Stands on Tiptoe. Did you ever consider that your willingness to say yes to whatever the Lord is asking of you right now might change the very course of history? A woman asked me a couple years ago to pray for her teenage daughter who was facing a weighty decision. This teen felt that God was calling her into missions following graduation from high school. But the broad path of a four-year college was what her peers were doing and what the culture expected. She was wavering. As I sat down to worship at the piano and bring the situation before the Lord, a picture began to take shape in my mind, and in vivid detail... I saw the hosts of heaven gathered, gazing at the earth, peering with such intensity, it was as though they were standing on tiptoe to see what choice this young girl would make. The impression on me was that her decision would affect the cosmos itself. That was many years ago, and recently I sensed God asking me to say yes to the persistent nudge of his spirit. He was asking me to give up some entertainment. Now, this wasn't a categorical sin but just some relaxing and recreational fun that I enjoyed from time to time. And I didn't know if God was asking me to relinquish this for a season or for forever, but I didn't want to. In 1 John 3, I read, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. As I went about my routine, I was antsy. My prayers did not have the same assurance. My heart did condemn me because I was pretending I didn't hear him. I turned a corner and could no longer do what I formerly did without sinning, although it was not a sin in itself. For whatever we cannot do in faith, according to Romans 14.23, is sin, and I could no longer enjoy this pastime in faith. Again, as I wrestled with my own will, picture came to me of a multitude in heaven poised, their gaze fixated on the earth. And this time it was me that they were scrutinizing. And with the image came a clear sense that there were angels waiting to be dispatched on assignments connected with my obedience. Reflecting on these two instances of glimpsing heaven on tiptoe, as it were, I wondered if our obedience really is so radically important that the population of heaven pauses to take note. Well, for confirmation, I went to the scriptures. 
Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with endurance the race set out for us, says Hebrews 12, verse 1. The late Bible teacher Derek Prince always said, when you find a therefore in scripture, check out the context to see what it's there for. So we see the preceding text, chapter 11 of Hebrews, is the faith chapter, and that lists all the heroes of faith and how they changed history and at what great cost. And these giants of the faith that responded to God are described as surrounding us as witnesses to our own brief passage on earth. Pretty incredible. Daniel 10 also provides a detailed account of angels on assignment that only prevail in their battle with Satan's principalities over regions at the obedience of Daniel to fasting and to prayer. Likewise, Jesus said, I tell you that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous ones who do not need to repent. That's Luke 15:7. You know, I used to think that that verse meant just someone coming to the Lord for the first time. And while I believe that that still describes such a wonderful occasion, more recently I've come to see that verse as applying to anyone who repents. Greek metananeo, meaning to change your mind. That's what the word repentance means, to change your mind. About anything that brings them into correct thinking, anything that brings them into agreement with God's will. So there is joy in the presence of God's angels when people start thinking correctly, thinking as God does, according to Luke 15, verse 7 and 10. Likewise, Ephesians 3.10 reveals that angels are learning about the wisdom of God through the church, and 1 Corinthians 11.10 reinforces their presence in our assemblies. Hebrews 1.14 says that angels are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. And there are many verses throughout Revelation that suggest both humanity and angels in heaven are intently scrutinizing the happenings of earth. Radical uncompromised obedience might be as big a step as a move to missions or giving a child a loving home or undertaking a thankless service role that no one else will do. But it might also be an intensely private personal decision that nobody knows about except for God and for you and maybe your spouse. It might be particularly difficult because of the voices that tell you live a little or everything in moderation or perhaps they even quote scripture at you to convince you that God really doesn't require what you know deep down he's asking you to do. I can only imagine the domino effect of our obedience, the people we will see in heaven, the nations that will be raised up, the healing we will see here on earth. For the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. So says Second Chronicles 16.9. Ask the Lord to empower you through his Holy Spirit to fulfill what he wants you to do. The time grows short. Eternity beckons. Well, thanks for joining us today on this episode. 
If you are in need of prayer, I want to invite you over to my website, emilytomko.com, and there you can connect with me through my prayer wall. emilytomko.com is listed in the show notes and connect with me through the prayer wall, whatever the need, whatever the situation might be. I am happy to lift you up to our Heavenly Father. Blessings on you today, friend.